How's it going, Evan? <laughs> uh, I was laughing that you could hear the breeze out the window, the and all I could think is like, oh, the sound. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll yeah, be fine. We're back to our regular recording studio up in your spare bedroom. <laughs> Except we had to open the window because this place gets too sweaty. Yeah, so, uh, so this is episode eight, episode seven. Uh, I think we just we just cut out the car driving by in the first two seconds. So we did, yeah, yeah. There's probably other ones, so hopefully the sound quality is better this time. <laughs> Welcome to EDH Wrecked, the Finite Commander podcast, or as I like to call it, the Having Fun Commander podcast, mm. where we uh, we show you how to talk to you about how to build decks and appropriately like things that strategy and yeah. po- politics of the game and hopefully we didn't just mess up the recording here as you got a pop-up i don't know what happened are we recording i don't know what happened <laughs> i think we're gonna start over again here oh no we are still recording oh. why do we have two re- okay well i don't know all right <laughs> well, that's, that's that was weird but uh oh yeah. Okay, we'll just do that. I feel like we should probably just start over again. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? No, we're gonna let this just go off the floor. We're just gonna come off the floor with that. I was talking. A little about... bit of technical difficulties there, folks. Nothing that interrupted us, just confused yeah, us. Brian would update his virus, antivirus, so the pop-ups didn't come up in the middle of the podcast. We wouldn't have this. Pop-up. I can't be held responsible for uh, things like that. And uh, <laughs> anyway. We uh, Nothing but the best from us. We had a discussion about land destruction last time. Uh, nice little in-depth yeah. conversation. This time, uh, we what we wanted to do was kind of give you a uh, after talking with some people who had listened. Well, sort of double back. <clears throat> yeah, sort of pull back and tell you guys about why we're doing this, and then sort of chat about where we come from from the magic, the gathering sense. Yeah, so sort of episode one, we we talked about it a little bit, uh, but we didn't want to just sort of spend the whole time you know, yammering on, yeah. wanted to kind of get a couple episodes down, uh, but now it feels like time to kind of go back. Cause, time to yammer on. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, we've talked about things, but uh, we, we haven't sort of hit our, I guess, core message, so we should go back to that. Yeah, I. Uh, and then at the very end, we're going to have a play this commander wrong, Yep. Uh, a... just to sort of cap it. And roll into uh, episode nine. And because we like homework, so. And we, I love it. I love it. You're a teacher, so of course you like it. I don't like giving it. Giving homework. <laughs> not doing it. Not doing it. Uh, I'm just a damn secretary. I hate homework. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, so finite commander. So essentially the point of what we, the reason we started to do this and wanted to do this was because we don't like the idea of infiniting anything, really. Infinite mana, infinite draw, infinite whatever, where you just sort yeah. of end the game on that kind of note and where everyone's just racing towards their own infinite combination. We don't like that uh, personally. And we're sort of just in a, a play group where uh, like the store we play at doesn't allow it either. So we're just sort of in like a, a small community that all plays this way. Yeah. And we thought we should try to promote it because it seems to work pretty well. We do butt up against people who uh, I think the quote was, magic can either be fun or competitive. It can't be both. That was the quote that was issued to one of the, uh, the only women in our play group. Yeah, it was fun. Because uh, we had a, in quotes, competitive commander night. Um, and they thought that our house rule was not appropriate. Yes. Um, so we butt up against that. But a lot of people uh, come back and enjoy it uh, because... Um, 
it's sort of more inviting to new people and it, it sort of encourages more growth than just sort yeah. of like gross combos all the time. It lets you play generals you might not be able to play in a competitive format or a, a format where you're just racing for a combo, like a turn five win format. Our format, we have a 45 minute round and many times we go to time, you know, you're playing for the whole 45 minutes, you're in the game, you have a chance. Yeah. Uh, and it's just... You know, if you're in a friendly or a casual environment, it's just better to have something like that in place where someone can't just end the game before you can get into it or have fun or, you know, get rolling. Yeah, and so, so like, I have a pile of things to write down, but as you sort of mentioned, one thing is that it allows you to sort of play other play styles. Um, I've been sort of looking at some CEDH stuff online, and it just seems to be, like, there's, there's, no, there's no reason to attack. No. Everyone just uses their life as a resource and then combos out. Yeah. Um, damage is basically irrelevant. Um, Except so, in the case of Neg... I mean, there's there's combos and then there's, there's like, like Nijila, but that's just go into Tazri, attacks, as you know. as I can tell. Yeah, it's 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 at some point you trigger an, an infinite or quasi-infinite trigger or you just overwhelm them and it, yeah. it's done. So when you take that out, like Voltron becomes a thing, like you actually can just kill someone with your commander. Though aggro isn't uh, the biggest it is possible to do. Um, you can sort of play whatever way, and it's not all just combo. Yeah. But I feel like CEDH, when you allow infinites, it's just combo. Well, and I feel like without this rule, you just sort of tiptoe around a house rule where you just all agree to sort of play somewhat. Nice. <laughs> yeah. You, you kind of, but I mean, even, you know, it, again, it all depends upon where you're at and what you're doing. Even mm -hmm. sitting here at my house, uh, we'll have games in my basement, and if I draw something too terrifying, I'll discard it. You know, right, yeah. It's a friendly playing, thing, but... <laughs> I was playing casual one, and I had back-to-basics in hand, and I was like, I'm just going to discard, discard this Discard this one, yeah. Because it would just lock one person out of the game. Before her ban... going to be fun. <laughs> uh, I was playing at a table once, and it was three red decks and myself on white, and I drew Iona. Uh, so I asked the table if it was all right if I just discarded a card and drew a new one. <laughs> And, and they all said no play. Well, they were they were like, well, what card could you possibly want to do? And I showed it, and they're like, yeah, you can pitch that one. <laughs> Maybe just exile it so you can't reanimate it. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, fair enough. Um, but you know, as a general rule, this format, or as we'll call it, I mean, I guess it's as much of a format to us as CEDH is a real format, uh, is just more fun, more open, like like Evan said, more inviting. But also, it lets you play out at times, every card you want to in your deck. So you don't need to worry about whether you have dead cards or whether you have cards that are only in there for a specific purpose. You can put them in there and still use them and have those interactions with those cards. Like, you know, Viashino Heretic is in one of my decks. It's like a three-drop, tap two, destroy an artifact. Well, i got to wait at least till turn four to use it. Right. But it's fun, and it's pretty cool. But I would never get to use that in a in a competitive sense. Yeah, and so I think of this as sort of um, setting this rule one. It just simplifies all sort of house rules. Like you don't have to come up yeah. with a bunch of hoops. It's just one rule. Don't go infinite, and everyone can play by it. And it's it's not really that complicated. You don't have to do so. It, it's just needs to. Do. But I think of it as like uh, a rule like this allows sort of our local group and the, the store that. I don't know, maybe we'll name drop at some point, but they don't have, like, an online... It'll presence, slip out. So it doesn't really matter. They don't, like... Talk about face-to-face, -face, but, like... Yeah, can, yeah, yeah. Because they come into town every once in a while. You can order. This This place doesn't, as far as I know, so it doesn't really matter too greatly. Um, but they can actually have 
uh, sort of a tournament. Yeah. Because this rule's in place. Because without it, and this is what happens when I said face to face comes into town and they do like a pod, um, you have to get into that like competitive or fun. Like uh, I, when face to face comes in, you kind of have to sit down with like three people you know. Because otherwise, like, what are you playing against? Because yeah. presumably, like, you're going to bring your best deck, but wouldn't you just expect you're up to against CDH decks? So if our playgroup did it, like, it would just automatically become CDH, yeah. any sort of competitive one. Because, like, 60 card has a distinction. You know, there's vintage, there's legacy, there's yep. modern, there's standard, but EDH doesn't. It has commander. So, like, if you showed up to modern with a standard deck why bother showing up yeah yeah so this rule sort of just adds a loop classification that essentially says look there's cedh and then there's this other one and if you sit down and you have this rule you can kind of figure out where you're at you yeah. don't have to be playing cedh it's a kind of hardened a sort of hard line in the in the in the cement uh for a new measurement essentially for us 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 for us, for uh, purposes of, say, like you were saying, how competitive it can get, our decks are still very competitive and run very competitive cards. Yeah. Uh, and can stop CEDH decks if need be. Um, but there is no comparison. If two of them sat down against two of us, we we're going to lose to one of them. Yeah. You know, we don't have enough in there, but that's because we purposely sort of went this route. But it's basically just we just can't win as fast because when you don't combo when you don't produce infinite you 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 have to take longer because you actually yeah. have to knock down their life total or do something and you actually have to like assign how much you're going to spend to cast each thing like if i could just produce infinite mana then i don't have to worry about yeah. any number uh but if i can only produce 14 mana on my turn and i have 17 mana worth of cards in my hands well now decisions have to be made on what i'm doing yeah uh but you know it works for our community and we're hoping we were really just hoping to introduce it to people in case they were tired of sort of the difference between like kitchen table commander or casual and the the sort of infinite cdh style you know where you tier the generals and you judge them accordingly you don't need to do that in commander you can still build a good deck around any general which is why we do the random commander which is why we do the the we talk about these things it's, it's because we want to be able to show people the other side of a competitive yet fun environment for commander yeah and and so and it, it's sort of like like my draw to commander is that um you you can sort of play any card yeah. um the problem with 60 card is a lot of the time is it's just archetypes and cdh is that way there's like the couple decks you play and you just yes. you pretty much play all the same cards when you take out the infinite one you can get back to the creative deck building that people like kitchen table for but still like the problem with kitchen table is like you still got this, you know, someone could sit down and just decide that they build a stronger deck, whereas you're goof, goofing off. Well, our tournament just says, you know, don't go infinite and build as strong as you can up to that. Yeah. It's surprising how versatile your deck can be. Yeah. The, just that simple rule. The, tournament, the tournaments that we hold and the tournaments that we go to and sort of the play style that we've come to adapt and that we're, we're talking to you guys about is... is uh, is that in a nutshell where it's sort of like I find the the level between the kitchen table where anything could happen uh, or the casual 
if you're at a shop and they just have a casual night where you can sit down yeah. and but then two again, people are playing. Just show up with a CDH yeah. deck. You have no idea. Exactly. So you sort of have to play your friends. Two people buy out of the box and the third guy sits down with, with Zer. Yeah. And then you're sitting down with a decent goblin deck. And it's like, well, these two guys out of the box are about to lose very badly. <laughs> yeah. And this Zer guy is going to walk the table. So this rule is the only hard and fast change we have. Like yeah, it but it allows that if you sit down with three random people, the game should be fairly even. Even like everyone should have a shot. Uh, even if you're playing straight out of the deck, if you politic right, if you get lucky, if the stronger people sort of beat each other up, you could sneak out a win. It's not yeah. impossible. And that's kind of where it comes to too is that this format uh, pushes more onto the less onto the I win and more onto the you lose track. So even if my deck is very well built, I still have to usually. Without the sort of uh, draw my whole deck or uh, infinitely cast the spell, you know, take extra turns or infinite attack steps, you have to beat each player to death or find a way yeah. to deal with each player. So the lesser decks do have a chance of sort of coming from behind or competing at least to the point where they're not feeling that they're out of the game. Yeah, because politics become a big part you can have the best deck but if you screw yeah. up all the politics it's not going to help you because you have to beat three people you don't yeah. have to just go infinite and they all lose at the same time yes you actually have to individually beat the other players yeah and if you leave yourself open to one you could easily get overwhelmed by the worst deck because you yeah. just overextended but i that's why i never buy the you know i have nothing against cedh i i do enjoy seeing things in games played to their highest level like when i right. play video games i am <laughs> grinding to that point i am maximizing my character i had spreadsheets for fallout like i just i wanted things to be perfect <laughs> but there's a limit because i still want an interaction in these games mm. i of course want my decks to be great i want them to be able to compete but i don't want to be at your loss my competition yeah and it's sort of like or just play are you solo. playing just to win yeah or are you playing to have fun yeah um, you know, if, if your biggest thing is I sit down with Zer Doomsday and win on turn three, and that's the that's most fun I can have, I don't really want to play against you. Yeah. I mean, you might be enjoying it, but it's not enjoyable for the other three people. Well, and, that's, and if, if Commander was all that format, it would just suffocate. Yeah. Because no one could be introduced. Like, this is a level that, you know, you could even look at it as a stepping stone to getting to CEDH if you wanted to. We, we have a competitive environment. We are trying to promote a competitive environment. We're not telling you to just play Mons Goblin Raiders in your Goblin deck. <laughs> yeah. We want you to play the best cards you can put in your deck, but we don't With necessarily want you to but that's it. go infinite. And it, it's just carving this out because otherwise, as I said, the problem is everything sort of just creeps up against going CDH because logically CDH is, if you're not playing a CDH deck, you're just not trying. Yes. Because you can do it. You just have to pay more money. And... For all so, intents and purposes, it is the the most efficient way to play a lot of these decks. Yeah. You know, so, if you're running Esper, your most efficient deck is probably Zero Doomsday. It's going to get you there most of the times, and it's going to win. Yeah, so just from, like, you know, if you're playing Standard or Modern, and you just purposely built a deck that's terrible, Yeah. it would be the same as, like, well, why aren't you playing the good deck that can win? Well, yeah. Commander has fair. that problem. Why aren't you playing? <clears throat> because... You don't want to spend two thousand dollars on it, yeah. Or because, uh, you know, you just commander originally wasn't really that way, yeah. 
They do uh, say that on their on their Reddit page, though. Uh, they point that out. So I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like I'm trashing these players who do this. Whatever you want to do is is up to you, mm. and that's fine. And if you come into this shop and or you come sit at my kitchen table or my basement table, I should say, and you say I have a Sisse deck that you know goes infinite, it's like, well, you can play that if you want. I mean, just you know. Well, one thing, another thing I think of with the, the infinite is that. The rule doesn't actually ban cards. No. It just bans combinations. Yep. You can play your Sisse deck. You just can't play the cards that go infinite. Well, actually, you can't play the card that goes infinite with it. Most well, now, anymore, anyway. engines, which oh, I wanted to touch base on that we complained a bunch in the last episode. <laughs> and I realized afterwards the big thing was that Paradox Engine in our sort of playstyle is about as close to going infinite without yeah. going infinite. Because... In theory, you'll just stop drawing. Like, you'll just draw a bunch of lands and screw the whole thing up. Yeah. So it's not infinite, but, like, you probably are you're probably just, like, a really terrible draw. If you have any way to bounce something, you're producing infinite mana, pretty much. Yeah. But other people just, like, sometimes it fizzles. But So so that card was always a problem because it it was always like, like, this is as close as you can get to going infinite without going infinite. Yeah. So we can't really put a stop to it. It's just irritating. I, you know, and uh, like I said, I I appreciate those power levels, reading them, yeah, and but... seeing them and seeing what they do, definitely. And uh, I appreciate the fact that, you know, they're trying, yeah. that they have their own little vintage commander scene or whatever, or it might not be that little. I'm assuming it is from the the difference in size between, or else Halifax is just an anomaly. Um, but I just don't see it for me, and I don't see it for you and I don't see it no. for our group and, I said, and it's, it's not fun for a new player you can't no, bring a new player like, in if a new player built a 60 card deck and they show up at tournament and they said you can play any card yeah well that the power level is going to be off the rails for that tournament so like there's the different 60 card sort of types and, yeah. and you can find the one you like best but as I said commander doesn't have it so this is sort of we used to talk about this it's just sort of making it so there's not just kitchen table where like who cares you play whatever you want yeah, yeah. although you can you could still make people wearing hats as a deck and yeah sure you could make that work in this staring to the left or whatever you want to make it's it. possible but it's just so that you basically you don't just power creep into cdh accidentally yeah um or because naturally when you're trying to make your deck better that's the end point yeah it is the logical conclusion to there to needs push to be deck. some restriction that stops you from going yeah. into that and so that's the rule we set and it works it was funny well. i played now this is only one game mind you but i got asked to build an oathbreaker deck and play Oathbreaker. did you play last that week. so i did last, okay so uh i show up we play one game uh I, now you're hooked i literally no not at all <laughs> i literally snapped together a cough mono red deck yeah, from my goblin deck. red elemental blast was it red elemental blast and cough and I walked the table because everyone was so focused on getting their combo going yeah. that I just beat them to death. Well, we theorized that if goblins. you just played aggro, yeah. because you can't cast your your signature spell without your planeswalker out. Yep. Planeswalkers are really susceptible to combat if you don't have blockers. There was then five of the creatures. just aggro out so they can never keep their commander on the board, At any given they point, can't do anything. There was, throughout the whole game, there was five other creatures in play. But it's what we theorize, that it's a selfish format where yeah. people just try to go infinite. Now, 1v1, <laughs> just we, combo. we played multiplayer. 1v1, I probably would have had a tougher time. 
but also my opponents would have had a tougher time because Red Elemental Blast is a pretty sick play against Blue. Yeah, like Blue Narset has a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And my theory was that I don't care about the other colors. I'll just try to push them. Uh, okay. And that I just want to stop Blue. Mm. You know, so I drop Koth. As long as I have one mana open, they're in danger at that point. Yeah. And I stop their spell or whatever, and then I can push goblins. Every other color, I'm not as concerned about what they do because they're not going to twist me up as much. That was my theory. But uh, it worked. And uh, like I said, there was a... There was a a Jace. The Flip Jace was played. A Consecrated Sphinx was played. And two other creatures. So there's only four creatures played (laughs) apart from my goblins. (laughs) Sounds about what I'd expect. And then they let me alt Koth because they can't do damage. So I just alted Koth, and then I... And I, then there's there's no hope for the Planeswalker. Well, just instance, you don't kill to, them you all. You don't get to live. It's like, I activate my Planeswalker, I will do the rest of the damage to it. It's dead. Like, whatever you want to use, use it once, because that's all you're getting. <laughs> it's one guy One guy had Nicol Bolas and the Elder Spell. Right, because that's like, again, we've talked yeah, about this, where play. I feel like Oathbreaker isn't properly balanced. That doesn't really seem like a fair... No. Like, Elder Spell... Like, but that just shouldn't be a card you can recur in a format with a recur that uses spell. that you and that uses planeswalkers as your commander. Yeah. But the best part was that there was no way he could do it as long as I had a mountain up. Right, he couldn't kill. And you know, if I if I would just leave up an amount equal to how many planeswalkers wrote, and then I would just <laughs> knock in response, I'd knock Nicol Bolas down that many tokens. It's like, well, you're trying to get to eight. I'll let you get to seven. Suck it, <laughs> and now I'll kill you on my turn. Yeah, you know, I. I, it didn't matter. It was actually, it was hilarious, but it wasn't, it was a format that lends itself to degenerate natures, for sure. Yeah, it doesn't seem like as open as Commander in, no. in like, it seems like the CDH, where you have to go hard and you have to all play the same cards. Yeah, and that I, I find it's new enough, I think it's new enough right now that people are still testing the water and you can get away with things like my Koth deck. I think in, like, six months, the format continues, you probably won't be able to get away with it because people will find the balance between... <laughs> Dealing with an aggro deck, right. which are definitely going to be the rogue outliers. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they seem doing like, your combo like that's the that's the planeswalkers. If you're not playing the elder spell, yeah, that's the easiest way to get rid of them. So yeah, just beat them to death. Yeah, but uh, sorry to get off topic. It was just it linked <laughs> the, <laughs> but that's sort of uh, you know, a key element of it is that that format lends itself to that form of efficiency where you want to go hard and you want to get your combo well, because you've, 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 got, combo. you've got a built-in two-piece combo. Yeah. You just have to yeah. build it. Like Commander, you have to find the other piece. Like you're, you, yes. No single card goes infinite on its own. No. Well, but, unless someone mills you with Nexus of Faith. Sure. I've had that happen. That was pretty fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, it's really just like that's the reason we do it. It's just It's a simple rule. It carves out its own sort of space. And if you want to still play CEDH, you can. And no one... We're not trashing it. I don't want this to come off as us saying, you're a piece of shit for running a CEDH deck. (laughs) You're not. You just like a different format. And to be honest, at least in our area, there has never been a concerted CEDH community. Uh, The one time the person did challenge us about it, I challenged him back to bring 12 or 14 people, and I'm sure he could run his own tournament. And I've never seen enough people show. Yeah, I've always thought that like the sort of house rule would be overthrown if a majority of people didn't like it. Oh, it's never been close. It's always like one versus like 18 people. Yeah, our community is up to over 20 for many of the tournaments. Yeah, definitely always hovers above 16 now. Uh, But we've never run into an issue 
where someone argued against it. They argued against what constitutes uh, infinite because the guy who runs our tournaments has a very narrow view of what yeah. should and shouldn't be allowed to be run in, in a normal commander tournament. But we've never run into a person just coming out saying, you should be able to run these infinite combos, you should be able to produce infinite well, mana. except the one person who said... He never, his problem was it was advertised as competitive. Well, he never there. played. He also didn't show up with a deck that night, which was amazing. <laughs> he just like, uh, wanted to know what we were doing. He just, he just come in and questioned it and then yelled at, at one of our friends about it. It was pretty funny. Uh, it's funny to me, but probably not to the person who got yelled at. Uh, it, but, yeah, I don't want to make it sound like we're trashing it, is all. No, I, it's, it's a, fine. It's just trying to carve out a distinction between the two, because there's none. There is none. There's literally no reason. Commander has no to, distinction between no. anything. You know, it's Commander, it's EDH. They have their own environment that they've created, so we're just looking to sort of see if we can create our own environment yeah. that sort of runs right under theirs for the terms of power level, I guess, because you yeah. can't really argue that... There's no argument that you go infinite and you're doing better than us not going infinite, uh, but I would argue that our decks are just as competitive and fun as theirs. Probably more fun. That's the hope. Yeah, that's the hope. Well, that will get us to... Uh... Our playstyles, because we've been meaning to talk about this one. Yeah, totally. And people we know asked us about it, because Brian and I play very differently. We do. Um, and we sort of hinted at it with the things we talk about. Um, our land destruction we were talking about a little bit, we're, uh, how we how we see it differently. So we want to spend a little time talking about that, and then probably just wrap it up with... Uh, I don't know if we'll do random commanders after last week's episode. Or well, just like we'll probably let it die. No, I guess this wasn't for, last for, week. It was for, the episode, what, six? Six, just... yeah. We did seven or eight of them because I <laughs> did all, all terrible. Yeah, they were all terrible. We'll skip it for today, but we uh, I'll let Evan take away his playstyle in his view. Sure. I'll comment and yeah, then, and then I'll, move on to then mine. I'll trash talk you about it. Hopefully. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, so so mine is, is, is sort of just like the reason I, I got into commander when i learned about it was it was sort of like i'd always just really played table uh, like kitchen table i'd never played in any of the tournaments and one reason for it was just like 60 card is so so archetypical too many archetypes yeah. I, I liked the deck building aspect and i didn't feel like i could really do that very well because you just basically had to build someone else's deck and like you'd have maybe something, but like fifty-six of your cards would basically be the same as everyone else's. <laughs> um, so there's just no creativity. So when I learned about Commander, it was like, oh, now I can do all the things I wanted to do. I can build any deck, and sort of I, I sort of keep that uh, as uh, sort of the way I do it. So like one thing is I don't like to play the decks everyone else's plays. So whatever the most popular commanders are, I just don't play them um, because I don't want to sit down and have my deck be the same as anyone else. Um, I want it to be sort of, sort of different. Uh, and then another one is, and this is where we'll start disagreeing because <laughs> it's come <laughs> up. Um, sort of because of that, I don't necessarily play all the big bombs and all the same decks, uh, which is why we've talked about like I have a blue deck without Cyclonic Rift. Uh, um, just the worst. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I have a Rhystic Study. It sits in one of like five decks. I don't move it around because. I want each deck to sort of feel different, so just put it in whatever one it's best in. And I could just sort of collect up like 20 cards and just move them around all the time. But then my decks would start, like I'd be copying myself at that point instead of copying someone else. I agree with so, the not moving of the cards. So I change it up and I don't want to be the person who's like, oh god, he always plays Cyclonic Rift. I'd be like, no, it's, like, it's only in like that one deck 
because I need it for that or whatever. <laughs> um, and that I know is is a lot of people play differently. I but, feel a lot of rift hate uh, you, well, coming off here. Well, right? there, like, there's a lot of people who wanted it bands. <laughs> um, that reminds me of my mechanic that I think magic needs to come up with is that, oh. uh it's like rooted or something which just needs to be like this card cannot be returned to your hand because there's no it can't be destroyed it can't be targeted all those are things but nothing stops like just a mass board bounce it's a weird mechanic that there's no counter to except counters i think because there's only one deck that does it there's only one color Maybe. Essentially, you just have oh, sure, yeah. The, the most common color to be played is the only one that has it. I would like, argue green is the most common color, <laughs> but it, it's strange that it just yeah. seems like they missed a mechanic there because, like, board wipe destroy everything. There's a counter. Just my creatures are indestructible. I yeah. honestly, I can only see it being because of the fact that blue is the only bounce. Yeah. Maybe and that's essentially it. you would be picking on blue. But it's it, <laughs> why would that be a bad thing? Blue picks on every other color. Um, but yeah, and then sort of my other part is just uh, I like to have responses, but I don't like to stop people from playing Magic. Uh, I'll still play, like I said, I had Back to Basics. I have Blood Moon I play. Uh, I usually play them strategically. Sometimes I sit in my hand and I just don't do anything with them because I wait. I don't like to stop people from playing. I like to stop you know, a terrible combo that's going to make them win the game or them doing something that's going to take me out. But I like everyone to be able to play. The end, I want the game to essentially be that everyone got to try and everyone got to do their deck to do the way it is and no one, you know, messed up. I play Stranglehold, but that's just because it stops tutors and, and you know, extra turns, which stop other people from doing or just tutors just make your deck a little more efficient. Um, you voted for the Green Party, didn't you? <laughs> I just want us all to be friends, that's all. <laughs> I, just, I just want everyone to be equal. But yeah, so that's sort of that's sort of where I come from. Um, I know you're very different because you play Grand Arbiter, which I could never bring myself to do. Yeah, I have, I have, I do come from a, a different place in Magic where I play for fun, but I also definitely have a streak in me where I just don't want... My problem is, is that I'll... I treat board games the same way, and my wife gets angry at me as does some of my playgroup because I look at a board game, I see the angles, I see where I can come in from, and then I, I try to dominate on those angles. Right. And in Magic especially, the angles don't matter so much as the player because I don't know what your deck's angles are, but I know where your angles come from personally. Like, sure. You know, if I'm playing with my group of friends and there are certain friends that I know that are going to go hard and play better decks than me, then I'll make it a mission to stop them. Right, I mean, like, I take a you know, the main threat. Yeah, but um, you do it fairly. Yes, I, I guess. Like but you I said, try Grand Arbiter deck. I'll just... <laughs> just everyone's right. I'll, I'll just I'll try attacks. to strategically mess up the one person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but in mine, I'm just going to stop you all. But at the end of the day as well, the Grand Arbiter deck had a singular win condition. Unless you feel beating someone Which is also a card Arbiter. I can't bring myself to play. Approach? Approach so of the good. Second Sun. So good. <laughs> It's just the worst. And the only reason I even won with it once is because the other guy tutored and I had a twin cast in hand, so I was able to go get it. Yeah, before I, I, I remember there was a lot of salt on that. There one. was a lot of salt <laughs> on that table, but I, I don't, I don't share cards between decks. I mean, I rebuild my decks constantly because I'm always finding myself at a state where I don't want to play. I've only found maybe two or three generals that I like playing. Your Zada one's like your most consistent. Like that Zada always and attracts and have always been in existence. But otherwise, you've got like fifteen floating decks. Depends on like the month. On yeah, which one's built, and, and I'll rebuild like certain decks. Uh, I you know I also stray from like extreme meme decks to 
uh, as close as I can take it to the to the level of CDH as we talked about. Like my Riku deck, for example, went about as yeah, close was... to infinite as you could possibly get. Your, and... your Ramos deck. Ramos I don't know charms. if we talked about this, but I think that needs to be up on the Achilles heels because uh, when we talked about just how to deal with them, because Ramos, you made like lucky charms. Yes. And it was like gross. <laughs> and then it got ignored because you forget that Ramos just like kills you with commander just damage. Just one shots you. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's just a threat even if it's a joke deck. Yeah. It was kind of a. And it turned into that. I broke it up because of that because I was just like, this was meant to be kind of just a meme. I ran every single charm in it. And then it turned out to be a deadly combination. Yeah, and you slowly sort of, like, took out the bad charms well, to put in, like, better cards, so and then it just get even worse. I'll explain what happened there. So <laughs> what happened there was that we had an argument and a discussion, and feel free to comment public on this if you like, between the differences between Bull Citadel and Ad Nauseam. So myself right. and two other friends uh, were on the Bull Citadel side where it's an amazing card in EDH. It's probably better in EDH than Ad Nauseam, I would say. Uh, solely because... Well, I have no, don't see anyone play Ad Nauseam, but I Ad see Ad Nauseam played in it. a singular form of yeah. with Circu or, Z or Sure. You play, you play it in those. Yeah. Because you just go and get what you need. Uh, but the guy, one guy took the side of the other of Ad Nauseam and he right. proceeded to try to shit talk the three of us <laughs> down. So we got together and decided to build a bowl of Citadel deck each. And then, right, yes, and then during a tournament, we re we figured that one of us would run into him at least once around, and then we could just bolus him to death, and hence proving our superiority. Sure. So that's why your Ramos deck that's my tuned to be better. Because once I started putting Citadel in, and then I realized, oh, I should put this in, I should put this in to get it, I should put this in to get it. All of a sudden, I just had Tutor's Citadel, and then all the best charms, and I was like, this is actually just a deadly deck now, and you know, I would just get out Ramos and then just win, and. So I shattered it because it was never meant to be like that. But decks like, you know, at the moment, for example, I have all five Planner Chaos Dragons. They're probably yeah. going to get broken up soon because they're terrible. Uh, <laughs> Goreclaw, Atraxan, and Zada. My Goreclaw, my Atraxan, and my Zada are all try-hard decks. They're all uh, meant to win. Yeah, it's like when you show up to the tournament, you're like, what are you guys all... Oh, those are all like... Yeah. You know, yeah. as good as you can get given our, our standard. Exactly. I better play the good one. And then my other five decks are six drop generals who are six six with three cost triggers. They're not the best. Like, was it Vorash the Hunter? Is Vorash it? the Hunter, uh, Teneb like the Harvester. He becomes a problem really quickly. He is, out of all of them, he's the worst because he's a legit general and he's in blue. He's blue, green, black. There's not too much better than that uh, in my books. He basically just like. Two well, hits you, like, every time. Yeah, you put some gear on him, and all of a sudden he's a very mean <laughs> thing. Uh, and so I sort of come from the point of view where I, you know, and also I like to win. I won't right, deny yeah. that. I'm, I'm a fan of winning, even if there's nothing on board to win. But also I, I play poker. I play, and the thing with poker is that I apply it to magic. Uh, my theory is that if I'm going to play for anything, I want to play right. So if we're playing right. poker for even a dollar... I want you to play properly, and I want me to play properly, because that's the only way we'll get better. Right. And the same with Magic. When we go to these tournaments, and yeah, it's just store credit, you should still play to the best that you can with your deck. I'm not saying build your deck the best, but play with the cards that you got, play with them the best. Like, don't fuck up on purpose, don't screw around. Oh, yeah. Learn I mean, your cards. Yeah. Right? And don't, that's don't that's another difference between us. I, I, I get legitimately angry at people who screw up their cards or screw up their triggers. <laughs> 
you seem to take it a little more easy on people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in my book, if I you built a deck... I too many times, to, but also yeah, it, whatever. But there's also a difference between messing up your trigger because you screwed it up or just not bothering to know what your card does. There's sure. too many times where we've all sat down at a table with someone. Sometimes it's just like a legit compliment or complicated sort and of again, interaction because Commander leads to those. But it then does. sometimes it's, it's yeah, because someone you just sits down didn't read your card. And it's like that card doesn't do exactly at all. Yes. <laughs> and it's because you either A, just looked at it online, or B, you just yeah. put it in because you thought it did something and didn't read uh, it. Kern's Temporal Sundering? Yeah. Yeah. Just, can't cast that without a legend out. Yeah, that happens. No, I <laughs> And the bounce part. I was thinking one that someone I played against was like, uh, go, uh, take an extra turn, and then they did it. And someone was like, you, you were supposed to have bounced something yeah. like, long before your extra turn. Well, <laughs> like, well I, I don't know. And like <laughs> things like uh, Sylvan Library triggers or Ristic sure. uh, Study trigger triggers where you say it a turn later. The right. oh, did, you, did you pay for that? Yeah. No, but you definitely <laughs> missed your chance to say that. Yeah. Uh, I get... I always just take the, does it say may, then you missed it too bad. Does yeah. it say must, well then technically it's not that I get supposed angry, to but I also, I'm, I guess the easiest term for it is I'm disappointed when people mess up the triggers you're on cards that are obvious. You're not angry, you're just disappointed. It's like your dad would say to you. <laughs> uh, and I'm assuming your dad said that to you a lot, but... <laughs> yeah. I didn't see my dad a lot. It's a, oh, well now, now I, I would feel bad. But, uh, so, that's kind of like where I come from, from the environment of... You know, I want it to be competitive, and I want it to be to be a hardcore environment because that's where I want us to be. Right. Like I want everyone to be trying. I want everyone to sit down and yeah. and think they've got a shot to win. Um, Unlike you, though, I blast the staples. And I but, have four cyclonic yeah. rifts. I have three rhystic studies. You know, no, because I want to be slightly more creative. And I don't want all my decks to feel like they're just like, well, I just there's like twenty unique cards. But of both of us in this room, one wow. of us has built the most meme decks. It's true. <laughs> also, single creature. Are, you do win more often than me. <laughs> but I don't that's fine. I'm sure I I could I think, I've talked about this. I I know I could tune my decks to be a little bit. You also oddly just, just don't play your winning decks. No, because I run into this problem. Yes, I know. Uh, I run into this problem where when I play, I don't like to have the strongest deck at the table because I don't. Because what tends to happen is then everyone just blows your stuff up and I can't do anything. So I purposely, my decks are a little bit like I want to have the second best oh, one at the deck. I understand. I that. don't want to ramp out as hard. I mean, but, from the point of view of your your actual decks that you own. Yes. You you roll into our tournaments and you'll play, or even when you come here, you don't even bring them. Where you'll you'll leave behind like sphinxes, mm -hmm. or you won't play your king's deck, and it's like those are your strong points. Like those are decks that win. Yeah, it's kind of it's strange. I don't know you'll, why like, I play do a tournament, it. entire like, tournament under I just, Mogus. Like, feel bad, and I've never seen Mogus take a final table. I get to the final table. <laughs> you a do, lot, but then something screws me over. Well, Mogus is a little bit like. Uh, you know, everyone's sort of dodging bullets, and sometimes they just take you out accidentally. Well, yeah. It's hard to control, so it's it's a hard one to win with. <laughs> it's a good one to cause lots of disorder with. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like It depends on my move, but I have that, like, my Arithmetist deck is probably at this point, like, my strongest deck, but I hardly ever play it. Um, I haven't seen you play your Sphinxes in months. I Yeah, I know. It's sitting in many pieces. That's because uh, I had two mono-blue decks, and I was I sort of porting them. And then I just sort of got tired of that. So there's like a small box with like everything that was Sphinx related. Yes, yeah, that I have is to go one find thing. a list of what needed to go yeah, in it. Yeah, I've been taking pictures of my deck, but that is one thing that I haven't done recently is that I don't port cards anymore. 
if I don't have a card for a deck, it either gets built without it or I don't. Yeah. I don't put but it in. The Sphinx one. The problem was it was the Unesh, and my problem was it just got tuned so much that I'd factor fiction like ten times in a turn, and it just feel bad because it would take me forever <laughs> to play yeah. my turn. I'd probably win because it was basically an aggro. Uh, once you draw four counter spells and a cyclonic rift, like good luck stopping me. Um, but there's that rift. It again. Just, it's just all that rift. That, love, that was in that deck all because that it needed it. Love. I'll probably play it eventually. It's the one that I like build to play when face to face comes to town. Um, I've actually never gone to a face to face. No, I don't play it that often because it just it feels like it takes forever. And, well, that's a legitimate concern. just like concern. eating up everyone's turns. Like Grand Arbiter is like me that play. to me. I broke up Grand Arbiter because it did, as fun as it is to watch people pay six to cast a spell, uh, it takes too long. And yeah. even though I'm the one causing it, I still hate it. Because <laughs> my turn right. takes 30 seconds. Your turn takes five minutes, and the next guy's turn takes five minutes, and then we miss 17 triggers uh, on my abilities. My King's deck, I recently took out Glacial Chasm because it's too much of a crutch. There's like 12 ways to tutor for it. All I was doing was sitting and just watching people not be able to kill me. But not necessarily actually at that point have any way to kill them. You do know that that's how you normally play. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like so, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a way to play Magic. I took it out to challenge myself. To <laughs> now I have to win without relying like, on this card. You're like the Terry Fox of Magic. <laughs> is what you are. Just challenging yourself. i got to tie one hand behind my back just to see if I can It's true. Play. Yeah, you're pretty but much... You're the Vietnam War of Magic is what you're... Like, I'm sure I'll put it back, but it was just becoming, like, every time. Like, I'll just get Glacial Chasm and then screw you. Um, well, now how do you know. stop yourself from dying? I just, I don't sometimes. It's just like, well, I mean, if I had Glacial Chasm, I would have lived. I guess I would have like, lived. I would have just delayed this game for 20 minutes as they struggled. Because um, no one plays land destruction. So as we pointed out. And then you just recur it, and you have multiple land drops. So you're just like, yep. well, I'll recur it so I don't have to lose life. And, and we'll just go from here. And we'll just go. And, and anyway, I, I think my main thing is when I have a deck that just feels like I'm just wasting time, I don't have to play it very much. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't like decks that, my yeah. I mean, I Is guess my... at the end of the day, I don't like decks as well that spend too much time doing things. Uh, my Zada deck spends a lot of time, but that's usually in the turn I am killing you. Yeah, I don't normally explode. Yeah, that's fair. and then when it explodes, it's just like, well, you know, yeah. we're you're you're picking up your decks because I'm not going to do this unless I got the nuts. Like, yeah, my Rithesis deck, I think the the current problem is it really should have Lab Man in it. Too many times. I like get to a point where it's like, and then I can Rishdar's expertise, and nope, there's not enough cards in, in my, my library. Yeah. I can't play this card. So it's just a constant reminder that I should have this card I hate in this deck. <laughs> uh, well, then maybe I'm you actually just like pump arithmetic so much, and then just. <laughs> but that's the whole point of the deck. <laughs> then don't remember Rishdar's expertise. Swing a 60 trample at someone and draw 60 cards. The problem is if I've already drawn 60 cards, there's no cards left to draw. <laughs> Look, he's in blue. Just run other draw effects. <laughs> yeah, I do have a bunch. But yeah, yeah. It's kind of that. I, I want to play that one more often. I just haven't... I think I also haven't played it a lot because the Atraxa proliferate. Amazing. It's a bit of an issue. Amazing. I have to wait for the Atraxa decks to die down. <laughs> well, right now, they're they're probably waning. I mean, there was one guy who wanted it. I think there's only two in our playgroup right now. Yeah. I feel like a bunch of people have them, but haven't brought them out yet. I think, well, a lot of people have an Atraxa, but Atraxa is one of the... Uh, those four-color generals that are tough to bring yourself to build. You know, you have to really 
put a lot of pressure into doing it right and the land base has to be correct. Yeah, you can get color screwed so easily. You can, exactly. So I think a lot of people just, I mean, that's why we see so many mono and dual color decks is because you can lazily build the land base and just slap it together. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here's 35 mountains and a Valkyrie. Done. Yeah, land like, base yeah. is done. I think my red deck has six non-basics and then 29 mountains or something like that. It's just, yeah, it's pretty It's easy. like Reliquary Tower, uh, Kerr Keep. Uh, I put a Mad Blind Mountain in there just to shuffle my own deck if need be. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's just, the, I think I have a, a myriad landscape, and then it's just mountains. Yeah. That's, uh, half of them snow-covered, half of them not. That's always my problem when it's like, a new five-color general, it's like... <sighs> I'd have to like rip apart like three decks to get the mana base right to build this. Yeah. So I can't be bothered to build this. Yeah. My three color generals or my five color generals that I've built so far have only had those like gold lands in them, like the tri right. lands. Well, like, or... Ramos is weird because it doesn't. doesn't He's care. your mana base. Yeah. <laughs> like who yeah. cares? Yeah. Which is yeah, which is part of the concern. But yeah, no the uh, the yeah our playstyles are different. But at the end of the day, I really feel that we're both. Uh, on the same page for things like this or for things like you know we both want to make it fair we both want to have fun games at the at the places we go yeah. to and we both want to spread commander around uh i don't know about you i don't hate cedh but i do dislike modern trash <laughs> which is our term for modern players uh so my term i can't well, we say usually, that we usually just say tryhards tryhards yeah they're there too i do like the they're term modern trash up. dedicated a few of them have game. actually even called themselves modern trash oh, like, as a little nice. homage to us they're like oh yeah we're part of the modern trash i'm like you see we're all we're over filthy each other. casuals filthy right. casuals is what we are and they're modern trash uh yeah so that's where i'm glad we could explain this to you guys yeah, so just so as we as we talk more, I guess Brian is slightly more win at all costs, and I guess I'm slightly nicer. You're slightly <laughs> you're like the NDP. And I'm like the liberals. It's fine. Right, I'm secretly terrible. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how, how did you not know that from the beginning? <laughs> all right. We're gonna go on to uh, to to play the commander wrong. Yep. Uh, Evan, who's your commander for me, buddy? Uh, mine is Queen Marchesa. Oh, that is the, the dethrone one. No, no, I wanted the other one. Oh, the, the other the monarch one. one. Uh, okay. And so the reason for it is this is the one I don't even know. It's red, black, white. I didn't look this stuff up. Um, when it comes to play, you become the monarch. And if you're not the monarch on your upkeep, you get a one-one assassin with death touch. That's right. Yes. But nobody ever tries to get the assassins, so your job is to care less about being the monarch because that's and, all anyone who builds the deck tries to be. And just and make actually care to get the assassins. And let someone else be the monarch. All right, I can do that. It's so it's not horribly interesting, but I've noticed that every time I see it, it's like I'm the monarch, lose the monarch. I get back the monarch. Lose I get back the monarch. I it's lose like, it again. I you know, recast your, it. Your card does do something else. I mean, the card draws nice, but I don't know. You ready for yours? Sure. You always give me, like, really strange ones. This one's as straightforward as can be. All right. You are going to build Thromok the Insatiable. I tried to build that once. Now you're going to build it. Sweet. I'm not setting any guidelines on this <laughs> monstrously shitty general. You're just building Thromok. For those of you who don't know who Thromok is, he's the he's Hellion. A zero zero Hellion for red green. Uh, Devour X, where X is the number of creatures devoured this way. Now, 
I would say for bonus points, you always devour every creature you have on the board. Sure, that's the I bonus mean, point. If you're going hard into the Hellions, that's what you should do. Got it. Uh, I tried to build this once uh, early into playing Commander, <laughs> and its biggest problem is everyone sees it coming a mile away. Oh, yeah. You, you because the moment you have, like, five creatures, they're like, well, you're just going to sack them <clears> and, and have 25 25. <laughs> like, how is this not... So, so, so that's the hardest part. Um... Maybe now with like Rhythm of the Wild, where like your creatures can't be countered, life might be easier. I don't want to. I don't want to hear your plans till next week, man. I, I just want to. I just want to see through. Well, I'm curious because I looked at this one and thought like, yeah, this would be fun <laughs> to make again. But there's so many disadvantages to it. <laughs> it's such a bad general. I love it. Well, it's just a giant vanilla monstrosity. It has no other powers. No. It has no evasion, no trample, no haste. It's just literally big. And it's not black, so you just sack them all, and then they stay dead. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the recursion is limited. Uh, your job is to make this a deck. All right, all right. And like I said, bonus points for never having a blocker up except the ones that you create sure. to get him out. Yeah. Um... And I got to build Queen Marchesa <laughs> for the Death Toucher. I have to try to get tokens. It's basically yeah. Queen Marchesa tokens, really. Not death Queen Mar tokens. Yeah, not draw. I already have a few plans. All right. I know, what I'm, I know what I'm doing. Okay. But we'll uh, we'll touch base with that later. Thanks for listening to our heartfelt uh, air supply episode, Gus. <laughs> All out of love. <laughs> we just we just wanted to dump it on you and let you know where we stand as people, as human beings, as human beings. Talk to you guys next week on episode nine. Yep. See you. Then. See you later.